increase sales, ranking, reviews, and profits. It's everything that happens after the initial sale that makes a difference. We call this the back end. Well, Seth, that was close. Uh, looks like I had a little false start there, but you know, there's a lot of buttons to push. My name is Sean Hart. Welcome to this episode of the Post Purchase Podcast. My my co-host here, Mr. Seth Stevens, is going to get things started off. For those of you streaming live, welcome. Feel free to add any comments in your platform, whether it's Facebook or YouTube. If you have a question for our guest today, then we'll get to those live. And if you're listening to this on uh, on our podcast channel, then then go ahead and check out the show notes. We're going to add all the links in there, Seth. Sean, I just love doing the post-purchase podcast. It's one of my favorite things that we get to do because we get to talk to amazingly smart people uh, from all around the industry and learn things all the time. And today we have an amazing guest, Alex, um, which is uh, head of sales and co-founder of HyperC. Alex, we're super excited to have you here, man. I know you've done a lot of big things, but let's get into uh, who is Alex and uh, what are you guys up to over there at HyperC? Yeah, thank you guys for a nice introduction. I'm very, very happy to be here. So yeah, first things first, um, we just uh, HyperC are excited to work with e-commerce. We always have been uh, passionate about supply chain because uh, it's it's a science to an extent, you know? Um, And uh, yeah, we had this idea of how can we help Amazon sellers, resellers, and aggregators uh, pretty much streamline their operations. Um, And here we are. So we have a a product that's... um, been used by many uh, sellers and aggregators um, and uh, yeah we're just trying to help people understand uh, to have full visibility of uh, what's going on pretty much uh, within their organization very good thank you for that Alex now um, if you don't mind take me back to the history tell me about why hyper C was created and who it was created for yeah so uh, backstory is uh, our uh, founder Andrew uh, he's been uh, working uh, for automated uh, machines. So pretty much he was kind of uh, in, a log- in a logistics uh, um, area already working with uh, um, heavy machinery. And he was trying to automate those machineries so they can be uh, uh, operated without a human being. And this was the idea of why don't we have an automation for the entire supply chain? Because as we know, there's so many little different things that go into those operations that um it's humanly sometimes impossible just to comprehend uh, what's going on. Um, and then, yeah, that was the idea. We decided that, hey, let's take a step and uh, see how we can automate everything from pretty much uh, ordering all the way to the sale of the product. Very, very good. So we're going to get into a question here in just a moment that I think you're going to love. But before I do, I'm going to ask you um, about some of the biggest mistakes that you see sellers making that could be avoided. But before I do, Alex, I need to listen to a word from our sponsors, okay? Hey there, it's Sean Hart. If you found the information on the Post-Purchase Podcast useful and impactful for your business, do us a favor and your colleagues a favor. Share this, like us, and let others know how to find us on your social channels. We'd sure appreciate you. Now let's get back to the show. Thank you. All right, Seth, you want to field this question? (laughs) Well, I won't field it, but I will ask it. Alex, what are what's the biggest mistake that you see sellers making that could be avoided today? Well, first things first things first. I don't like the word mistake. Um, I like the word challenge. Um, Fair enough. <laughs> so, um, and we're always uh, work in progress here. Uh, uh, but anyway, I think one of the uh, most common things that I've I've been he- uh, seeing within the industry right now is actually not being out of stock, but it's actually being overstock because um, a lot of sellers have been 
so scared and scarred by supply chain issues within the past couple of years that uh, they kind of hoarded a lot of uh, overstock and now they're paying uh, higher fees to um, for their uh, for the storage cost and this is actually something that uh, not many people pay attention to because they're so focused on their um, top sellers that they forget that uh, there are also costs that come to the product that's um, being stored at the um, at the warehouses, and they uh, forget that this is also a margin driver for them, and this is where they um, lose some of their profitability. So I would say this is what I've been seeing in the industry lately as well. Alex, we we had the same exact issue um, in 2014, 2015, 2016, but it wasn't because we were scarred from logistics problems. It was because we were launching so many products and some of them would sell well and some of them wouldn't. And we had so much inventory that was sitting there and we were overstocked in a lot of listings and it ate up so much of our margin. So I remember getting a storage bill for just you know um, a small amount of time that was long-term storage that was $365,000 from Amazon. It's like, you know, that went, there went a lot of our profit. So that's really interesting to hear you say that, that in today's world, a massive problem that sellers are looking at right now is that their, their margins getting eaten away by storage fees because they simply overstock. So you have any, uh, you have any words of wisdom there for these sellers in those situations? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Well, first of all, um, I'm a finance guy at heart uh, and uh, data is everything. So don't ever neglect uh, looking at your financials and uh, making a hard decision. And what I mean by hard decision is don't get emotional with your product. If you have to get rid of the product one way or another uh, and free some cash flow, do this. Because again, keep in mind, what do you have in the product that's being unsold and what are you paying for? This is also affecting your cash flow. And the cash flow will uh, result in investing less into your top dog. And uh, again, just don't sit on the product for too long. Just make the decision uh, faster. And don't forget to obviously even uh, to look at it in the first place. Okay, good. Uh, good advice, Alex. So can you uh, talk about maybe a case study with Hyper-C? And uh, tell us, like, in layman's terms, you know, your elevator pitch. What exactly is Hyper-C? What do you do? And then talk about a case study, a win that you've seen recently with one of the uh, sellers that you guys are working with, Alex. Absolutely. So, uh, in general, uh, to simplify uh, Hyper-C, is we look at the profitability of each one of your products. And we also make a decision. Well, we make a recommendation, a decision. Uh, the seller uh, is making a decision um, themselves. But we make a recommendation of what product you need to order in what quantities, uh, pretty much on a daily basis. It's going to be a daily recommendation to make sure you fall within the um, EBITDA growth that you want to be at. So in, in, in other words, we have the end goal, which is going to be your uh, profitability. And we have your tools, which are the product for sale. So different products will have different risks uh, to that. So like we just talked about, uh, sometimes you launch a lot of new products and you don't know what's going to pick up, what's not going to pick up. But then you also have new uh, the, the existing products that you know are selling really, really well. And this is the fine balance where what to order in order to get to your profitability. So let's say your goal is to make, uh, I don't know, like, uh, 50 million a year. So how do you actually get to those 50 million a year if you made only 30 million last year? you probably will have to take a little bit of a more risk with the products that are not as predictable. And this is where our product uh, is going to be able to, t uh, to look at all the data and say, hey, if you go this route, uh, considering this risk, you will get to that um, uh, $50 million goal or whatever the goal is uh, with a minimal amount of risk. So we're pretty much like looking at the risk rewards 
but also suggesting the best recommendation with the least amount of risk how to get to the goal and with that comes obviously all the recommendations like i just said we're going to tell you by week by day whatever the time frame is how much of each SKU product to ship from your supplier to 3pl or 3pl to amazon and obviously this is all driven by demand forecast that our uh, system is uh, is also uh, working for our clients and based on demand forecast we backtrack everything to the order stage so that's um, kind of like one, two minute <laughs> simple demo on the hyper scene. So the results are seen, uh, results are seen pretty much right away uh, within the first month. But we have a case study, we actually have a few case studies. And if you go to hyperc.com um, uh, to the case studies, we'll, we have five published already. Um, we pretty much uh, for one of the sellers increase their profits by 27% in a year. And we decrease their storage and shipment fees, I believe by uh, mid 30%. I, Quite, quite, quite frankly, I don't remember the exact numbers, but the savings are significant. And um, a rule of thumb here for $10 million in uh, sales, we can conservatively, conservatively save uh, $1 million uh, each year. Um, so those are pretty impressive numbers. And uh, again, this is all just achieved by making sure that you have, uh, you don't pay overpay on storage fees primarily, and you also ship um, save on shipments. Because with our demand forecast, where we can predict this, um, we can rec recommend shipments a little bit more in advance. So you don't have to, let's say, uh, ship air uh, last minute, or you can combine a few uh, packages into one and ship it as one container. So uh, there's, there's, there's a lot of uh, potential uh, out there. And like I said, if you go to hyperc.com, you can always take a look at our case studies. So with hyperc, Alex, what you're basically saying is that you guys are a platform that maximizes profitability with um, inventory planning almost, where you're not going to be paying as much storage and you're going to make recommendations on how to maximize profitability with ordering and logistics and, and uh, the whole entire supply chain, which is amazing. So who is the perfect client of HyperC, Alex? Uh, perfect client. So, I mean... Personally, I never discriminate. So every seller on Amazon is more than welcome to talk to us. Uh, I, I I love them all. I feel the pain for all of them. But uh, realistically, the clients who will see the most benefit is probably going to be clients with uh, three, three plus million dollar in revenue, just because um, this is where the real savings are kind of like kicking in. Um, and um, other than that, I mean, like I'm just saying like, people who will see the most benefit just like people with a little bit more volume but overall uh, every single amazon seller as long as they have their uh, api and all of them do uh, can uh, benefit from hyper i love it this is great one of my uh, favorite interviews in in recent times so um the other question i want to ask you alex and i appreciate you uh, taking the time out here today to share with our audience because this is a lot of a lot of stuff, uh, a lot of sellers are not even thinking about, you know, we're just trying yeah. to create sales and, and we're looking for our next big win. And I think a lot of times we can, we can, there are certain levers that we can pull where we can get leverage in our business, whether that be through inventory management or, or marketing, which Seth and I are huge proponents of. So one of the things I want to ask you is, you know, you work with sellers all over the world, right? What's a major blind spot that you're seeing for Amazon sellers today that they might not be seeing yet, but maybe we can save them a little grief in the future if you can shed some light on that. Blind spots. Well, I think blind spot is uh, always going to be the market in the first place. And uh, for some, it's also competition, which is also part of the market. 
Um, what I mean by blind spot within the market is we don't know what the Amazon is going to throw at us. So backtrack to end of October when the storage uh, uh, limits were decreased. So this is a kind of a blind spot. Every Everybody kind of knows that it's going to happen, but nobody knows when it's going to happen. <laughs> Um, so this is, uh, what I think is a major blind spot is just like this unpredictability of, and being just, uh, um, being not controlled, but being affected by somebody else within, uh, within the market. So you can control that. So those blind spots are just uh, hitting you last minute. You, you can't expect it. And, uh, what we have done with hyper C is we actually have an ability to adjust, uh, to these new limits. And like I said, since we can provide, uh, help with daily recommendations, once we know there's a change, we just have to rerun our, um, data analytics and we will be able to, pre uh, to predict a new, um, recommendation better. Okay, good. So Seth has this, uh, a great question here for you and, uh, give you a chance to think about it for a second while I run a, uh, a quick, um, uh, or a quick commercial here. As you know, Seth and I don't sell anything on the show at the post-purchase podcast. So why don't you do us a favor right now? If you'll just go to your favorite podcast platform and just like us and review us, write us a review, give us a star rating. We'd sure appreciate it. And it will help other entrepreneurs like you easily find our show. Thank you. Okay, Alex. So if there's one thing or one thought or one idea that you'd like our listeners and viewers to take away today, uh, what would that be? Uh, might sound a little bit biased, but uh, guys, technology is here and we just have to make sure we leverage the right way. So like I, um, so I'm not a huge social media person, actually don't really have accounts at all. And uh, uh, the, but my point here is resources that are provided by um, social media are massive if done if they're used the way they needs to be used it's a, it's the biggest resource one can have data is one of the biggest biggest resources one can have so uh, just um, my my overall uh, uh life perspective is to be always open-minded so always be open-minded to trying um, maybe not even trying but like at least discovering a new technology that will help you as a amazon seller it's uh the, it's a blue ocean uh, there's always constant new changes so just make sure you find that solution that fits your business. And uh, again, just um, let the computers do work and uh, let you make the decisions and focus on things that you are doing better. All right. I love it, Alex. Now we're going to uh, segue into my favorite section of the program. We're going to ask you a couple of surprise questions. Nothing too personal, but um, we just didn't want to give you these ahead of time. We like to put you on the spot with this. Okay. Let's so go. first question, Alex. Since you're founder there, what is your all-time favorite business book? My all-time favorite business book, um, I honestly think it's um, by um, what's what's his name, Wolf of Wall Street, John Belfort, oh. uh, "The Way of Selling." The Way of the Wolf. The Way of the Wolf. Sorry, The Way of the Wolf. Um, I love that book because he's just making it so simple and so easy to digest uh, for the reader because. You, you, so like my thing is everything is sales in our lives. Um, rather you're selling a product or you're interviewing for a job, you're selling yourself. So this guy's book is just, um, I mean, he's obviously, he was great at selling back in the day. So he did something that not uh, everyone can, uh, can perform. And uh, the way he just explained everything and he made it simple, um, broke down every, everything by bullet point. I think that was just uh, one of the great books uh, that I've read. I love it. So The Way of the Wolf by Jordan Belfort. I've actually read it. And um, 
before I read that, I actually read the book called the, uh, the Wolf of Wall Street before the movie came out. And I have to admit it was, uh, the movie followed the book almost to a T. I, I was really a big fan of that. I know a lot of people either love or hate the uh, Wolf of Wall Street, but for uh, Seth and I, we actually love that movie. There are a lot of actual valuable lessons in that movie, as well as some great entertainment and drama, of course. <laughs> Seth, I know you have a question for um, for Alex. Yeah, with the Wolf of the Wall Street, John, there's there's a lot of good lessons in there about like which pothole not to trip on or not to know, do, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. The what not to do lessons. So um, here's my favorite question, Alex, is, you know, in the game of business, you know, you get paid with these tokens called money and sometimes fun money's coupons. fun. Fun coupons. Sometimes <laughs> it's not fun, um, you know, but Alex, what has been something that you purchased that was a splurge for you or was just something fun that you purchased, but you did not regret spending the money? I, I know that you've got um, a few passions there. I can see it in the background. You got the Pagani on the wall and a few other uh, memorabilia items. So what's something that you purchased that um, was a lot of fun and you don't regret buying it? Oof. So I'm not actually an emotional shopper. Um, so to me to have a splurge is uh it's kind of it's going to be like one off um, because yeah. I, I I analyze a lot of decisions. Actually, matter of fact, um, I was with my girlfriend last night and she's like, I want to buy a car. I'm like, well, you have to be a little bit more considerable. Don't don't just go and buy a car within 24 hours of making a decision, you know. Um, but actually, I think I'm going to backtrack it to also having um, a car conversation. I bought a car uh, what last year within the last 12 months, I want to say that I thought I'm going to drive too much. And I didn't drive it and actually started, um, uh, put it on Turo to rent it out. And it's actually making me more money than uh, it cost me. So that was like the best decision I've ever made in the last 12 what months. What kind of car? It was a uh, 5 Series BMW. Oh, okay. Great. Yeah, I actually have a real good friend who has about 25, 26 cars on Turo. And he loves that business model. Um, that's all he does all day long. Him and his son delivering cars and washing cars. So I think it's a great business opportunity. Seth, you want to wrap this thing up for us? Yeah, Alex. So as we come to the close of the show, we always ask the question, where can people find out more about you and what you guys have going on? Yeah, absolutely. So first things first, uh, hyperc.com. That's uh, our website. Uh, you can always reach out to me directly at alexander at hyperc.com uh, or find us on LinkedIn. Um, uh, we're also called hyperc on LinkedIn. Um, Google us, uh, email, to email us, uh, reach out on LinkedIn. Uh, I would love to talk to each single um, one of you who is interested uh, or like about anything any advice solution because we also work with like um, other uh, companies that uh, we might help um, sellers with some other ideas so just uh open book right here thanks a lot alex co-founder of hyper c also director of sales which you can see he, he loves the uh, way of the wolf i appreciate you uh, coming out this morning and, and hanging out with our audience i'm sure you're going to get a lot of good feedback from this podcast when it goes live so thanks again alex this has been an episode of the Post-Purchase Podcast. See you next time.